0: Hey, you, yeah, you, listen here. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Awaken Project podcast. It truly means the world to us, myself, Blake, and everybody else that goes into this show that you have taken the time out of your day to listen to the content that we have to offer here. We hope that this blesses your day, that you get pointed to Jesus through what is being said on this show. And if you have any suggestions, too, for what you want to hear on this show, let us know. We want to hear those, too. I also want to talk to you a little bit about what The Awakened Project has to offer in terms of a gap year program. If you are looking for something to do this next fall, whether it's it's a step away from college, it's a break between high school and college, you just don't want to work, whatever it might be, if you're looking for an opportunity to study the Bible, to develop your leadership skills, to gain practical job skills in relational ministry fields, to live in intentional Christian community, and then, oh, by the way, not spend a whole lot like less in community college, join this program. Go to our website at www.theawakenprojectmn.com slash application and hit that big green apply button once you get there. We'd love to be in contact with you soon. You'll be talking with me, Stephen Hay. I'm the Discipleship Director of The Awaken Project to see how exactly we can best serve you and how you can fit into this cohort of students this fall as, as well as you can. So without further ado, again, if you want to apply, go hit that apply button right now. Pause this episode and go get her done. Otherwise, I hope you enjoyed today's content, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. Welcome back everybody to the Awaken Project Podcast. It is so good for you all to be joining us here again on the show. If this is your first time listening, thanks so much for checking us out. We really appreciate uh, your time and we hope to to have an engaging conversation for the next 40, 45 minutes. So 40 or 45 minutes. Man, I've been really good at like the first like 30 seconds, just getting into it and then I have one solid trip up in my words and the rest of the episode I'm fine. (laughs) <laughs> just got to get out. Of, just got to get this group out of the way first, and then I'm good. But yeah, anyways, dude. so it is a it is a Stephen and Blake episode. Yes. What's uh, but up, today, everyone? today we're gonna be we're gonna be doing things a little bit differently. Where I will actually, hi, I'm Stephen. I will be interviewing Mr. Blake over here. Uh, Blake's had some, uh, let's say. Blake's got a, a very interesting last two years in terms of quite literally where he has been in the United States, uh, why he's had to go to certain places, why leaving certain places, all that. We got a lot to unpack. Hmm. So that's what we're going to... I'm actually going to interview Blake today. Blake is our guest on the show. You'll find his name <laughs> on the title of the episode. and It'll be great. So, but otherwise, it's still a Stephen and Blake episode. So Blake, the question is yeah. always, how are you doing? What's new? What's everything?
1: Dude, man, things are good. Uh, it's it's busy. It's a busy time right now for Emily and I just because we're yeah, transitioning again, which isn't the most fun thing. So it was fun when I was in college because I was either going to school or from school, uh, but it's not fun anymore because I'm no longer going to school or from school. But I am going to a place that I'm pretty excited about, and so that helps everything. Uh, it's just, you know, selling a house, packing up everything that you've accumulated over the years is not, not fun. It hasn't been years, but over the year.
0: Well, I mean, you've got stuff from a couple of different stops at your house at the moment, right? Right,
1: right. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. It's been a little bit. Okay. So but like doing good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah. What about you, dude? How's, uh, how's Mount Carmel? Dude, it is so
0: good to be here when the weather's nice. I mean, just looking out, <laughs> green trees, lake right behind. I mean, right now we just got to get some weed killer for these these uh these dandelions, mm. both types, the the white and the yellow. But yeah, oh man, this place is just magical this time of year. So yeah, really grateful to be here. Is the
1: water warm yet on the lake? It's like fifty-seven degrees. Oh, not bad, not so bad. So
0: it's it's cold and it's, sorry, I should say it is warm enough to go in and you won't, like, freeze to death in 10 minutes. Yeah. But that's still pretty brisk, so.
1: Yeah, people are going to hear that and they're going to be like, screw that, that is way too cold. It's not 70 some, degrees. Some,
0: some people think that is, yeah, freezing. Other people, like, I mean, you already start driving up and down the road here and <laughs> there are people just already hanging out, chilling, jumping off the boats, having a good time. Wow. So, yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. It's supposed, we're supposed to. I mean, yesterday was pretty warm, 80s. Today's 80s too. So mm-hmm. might get a few degrees. Yeah, here recently, and then uh, yeah, game on to June. So,
1: dude, huge shout out. Uh, well, I don't think we celebrated this yet, but we have two students signed up for the oh, absolutely gap year program.
0: We have not. Well, the last two episodes have been
1: interviews, so yeah, we'll focus yeah. on the interview.
0: But yeah, this is huge. So thank you so much to Kimberly Schneider from Columbus, Minnesota and Courtney Correnti from Nina, Wisconsin, the first two students ever of the Awaken Project Gap Year program. Praise God. Yeah, for sure. Massive praise God. So, they will be joining us this fall. We are we are thrilled. Absolutely thrilled to have them uh, as part of the program. It's been a joy to get to know them a little bit um, in the months leading up interviewing them, all that. And, uh, yeah, September 7th, honestly, in a lot of ways can't come soon enough. And some other <laughs> ways we could use a little more time to make sure that we got some more people. But
1: in the meantime, this is a great core to start with. Yeah, so, no, for sure. And if you're interested in that program, head to our website, check it out, apply, check it out or send people that way.
0: Backslash backslash application.
1: Yes. Hit the big green apply button. Heck yeah.
0: Solid. So word. Well, without further ado, Mr. Blake, dude, let's talk. Let's get the show on the road. Okay, so yeah. I'm, I alluded a little bit to what exactly you'd be talking about. So I will. I'll save the your story for you. You can tell your own story. I'd say that's a pretty fair deal. <laughs> uh, if you could just, on a a summary level, tell us what exactly you and your wife Emily have been involved with in terms of vocation uh, the last two years. Where have you been working? and how have you moved
1: from place to place? Mm. Yeah, so uh, I know I shared little bits and pieces on previous podcasts, but my wife and I moved up from Florida to Metro Detroit, uh, Mount Clemens specifically, which is an awesome little place. Uh, it gets a bad rep around here, but it is cool, so come check it out. Uh, so we, we got a call here uh, to a church. It's actually her home church, and so that's where we've been through the pandemic. So we got here in Kid, you not probably, I don't know. Two months later, the pandemic hits and everything closes down. Uh, so we were just starting to get to know people. We were just starting to become uh, a part of the the family here at Trinity, and then everything just stopped. Uh, and then we started picking things back up throughout the summer a little bit, and we were doing outdoor services, which was great. And then uh, yet again, everything kind of shut down. Uh, the beginning of the school year. Um, But now everything's back to, well, I shouldn't say back to normal, but uh, we've been in person doing some youth ministry stuff uh, for the past, I don't know, six months, six-ish months. Uh, So yeah, man, that's what we're up to now. But God has now uh, called us to head back down to Florida. So we're heading back down south, which is kind of a unique situation that we're in because we've been here for such a short time. And then you put COVID in there and it's like, man, in COVID years, uh, we've only been here six months because that's really what's been kind of taken off program wise. Um, But we just really felt uh, led and and pulled and called to this new uh, position in Florida. So we're going to be serving at a school and a church uh, down in Lake Mary in Sanford, Florida. It's a little bit of a different position than what I'm used to and my wife is used to. So, I'm going to be a campus chaplain. Uh, I'm going to be teaching a couple theology classes and uh, just really building relationships with students on this pre K through 12th grade campus. Uh, and then, in addition to that, I'm going to be doing some youth ministry stuff at the church. And then, Emily's actually going to do uh, some teaching. She's going to be teaching sixth grade math, which is a new avenue for her. Um, in addition to that, she's going to do some children's ministry stuff. But the math class is going to be her primary thing, and she's she's excited for it. She learned that she loves teaching, she loves being around kids, and she loves to be uh, in a Christ-centered, gospel-filled environment. So yeah, we're excited for this next journey, and uh, right now we're recording this on May 25th. We're not supposed to give those, those things away, but we are, and I'm actually leaving next Tuesday. So I'm leaving June 1st to go get settled in, um, so by the time this episode's out... I will be in Florida. Wow, crazy. Hot dog. realization.
0: And just a clarification for anyone listening, um, the place that you're going to, so you're going to Florida, Michigan, Florida. Yes. Recently. You were
1: at a different church
0: last time that you were in Florida. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But they they are kind, they're like step cousins. Step cousins. Okay. I don't know if they're that far distant. Uh, The church that we were at previously was planted by the church that we're going to. Um, however, the church that we served at before, they became independent when we came on staff, so they were no longer affiliated with the church that we're actually currently going to. So kind of confusing, but they are related, um, and they do kind of have a little bit of history with each other. Cool. All right, so let's start with the—so you're in
0: Florida. We're, we'll go back all the way to, let's say, the beginning of, from what I understand, to be your like adult life. Mm-hmm. Out of college— you got your working job, you're actually making connections in a, you know, in a local area without the the intention of, All right, I need this for any kind of like academic program or an internship. It is literally like, this is my, this is my job, my vocation, and that's life. Mm-hmm. And so walk us through a little bit just of what the, the first Florida experience was like. What were some, some highs, some lows, and then ultimately take us to how did you come to the realization that we were being called to that you and Emily were being called to Michigan?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um man, well uh after you get out of college, I feel like you're kind of and we've we've had a couple episodes on this, but I feel like you're just kind of trying to reestablish yourself and almost kind of um really understand who you are in the workplace, in the professional workplace. And so I went on internship at the church in Florida, The Cross, and uh, it was a great experience, man. Like I can't say enough about it. Like it was a it was a fun experience, and um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from the church staff and leadership, and uh, just everything that had taken place. Um, so the benefit of that was I, w- I wanted to be a worship leader out of college. Um, however, this internship they said no, we really need somebody to do youth ministry, and Kind of my past is I knew that I liked youth ministry, but I never wanted to be the guy for youth ministry. So I was trying to avoid it at all costs. And uh, God just pulled me in. He's like, "No, you're you're gonna do youth ministry. This is where you're at. This is where I want you to be right now in this season of life. You know, maybe worship leading can come uh, along the way, but right now it's not gonna it's not gonna happen." Uh, So I was really heavily involved with youth ministry, did some worship leading on the side throughout my internship. Then I got hired on as uh, the staff, uh, as the youth minister at this church, and it was a blast, man. It was so much fun. Um, It was fun to create and and to dream and to just really proclaim the gospel uh, to students, um, 6th through 12th grade. That was what I was uh, overseeing and, and in charge of. And man, the relational piece is what I'm all about, the discipleship piece. Um, So just getting to see the the students fall in love with Jesus uh, in a tangible way was just incredible to me. And that was the reason that, that that was what solidified. And it was the moment of where it was like, okay, this is why God has me in youth ministry. This is why he's placed me here. I didn't want to be here, but now that I see this, I want to be here. So God just really set that up. It was it it was killer. So that's that's the ultimate high. Um and then as we transitioned out of Florida into Michigan, uh, there's just a lot of things happening behind the scenes and there's just a lot of um, I don't know, a lot of moments where I felt lost and, and disconnected. Uh just processing that was going through that the church was going through uh at the time. And when this was all happening, um, Emily and I had received multiple churches uh, just reaching out to us, uh, asking if we'd be interested in, you know, coming up for an interview or uh, interested in taking a different call. And at first we were like, no, I don't think that this is it. I don't think that this is right. Like, it's not time. We'd been down there as a married couple for about a year um, and so we were like, no, we we're you know we we're saying no, and then the next thing you know, there was a couple churches that uh, we had really prayed about, and uh, we were like, look, if if God, you know, for some for, for some crazy reason or some way, He makes these two churches available and they reach out to us, uh, I think that we're gonna pursue it, and it just so happened that these two churches did, and so we were like, okay, God, how funny are you? This is crazy, um, and then through that process, one of the churches. Um, they weren't able to, well, I as I shouldn't say weren't able to, as they were going through the process, they realized that they wanted a full pastor, uh, and I'm just a, a minister in the LCMS. So I'm kind of, uh, the bottom of the totem pole. Um, and they, well, they, I mean, <laughs> all right, fine. Yeah. L- LCMS. Agree, keep going. All I gotta, right. I gotta be LCMS worthy. So they wanted a pastor, not a minister. Uh, so that one fell through, but then the church that we're currently serving, uh, they they wanted a youth director, they wanted a youth minister, and so that's how I fell into this place. And uh, we just really had peace about it, and we were like, okay, this is this is good. Like this is where God is calling us and leading us, and we feel that He's worked through uh, just multiple people and, and through uh, through us and, and through the Word, His Word, like uh, through that whole process. Um, we just felt that he was leading us to this place, and we felt the comfort of peace in knowing that this was the next step that we needed to take in our ministry career. So that's how we ended up here. And, and here is Michigan. Here is Michigan, yep, yep. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a wild ride. It's a wild story. Um, and we never expected to end up at the church that Emily grew up in. Um, but we we are, we're here. And now uh after a year and a half of being here um we're, we're moving on uh we're moving on and that's i don't know it it's crazy how this new opportunity came about um we weren't expecting it we didn't want it and actually how it all how it all, how it all happened and kind of came together is just insane so the day we left florida
0: We're transitioning now into the implied question of, all right, Michigan back to Florida. (laughs) Yeah. Blake's just going.
1: He's got it. He's on his box. Let him go. Oh, man. Uh, This is dangerous sometimes because I talk too much. But the pastor at the church that we're going to actually reached out to us the day we pulled out of Florida. Said, hey, can I give you a call? And I actually ignored the text. (laughs) So I didn't respond cuz I was like, "Oh no, I just don't want to have conversation about this. I don't want to talk about this whatever." And uh and so we're driving and a couple months pass and uh and I ended up talking to the pastor again and he's like, "Hey man, I you know, I just this was in March, so this was the beginning of the pandemic um of 2020." He said, "Hey, I know that you just got there, but would you just prayerfully consider coming down and uh, you know, checking it out. Maybe this this could be your place." And I'm like, Amen. With all due respect, this just isn't the right timing for us. Um, so appreciate you thinking of us and, and wanting us to be a part of the team, but, um, just, we're not, we're not ready for that yet. So then a few months go by over the summer. Uh, he, he shoots us a message and he's just like, you know, are you ready to come to Florida yet? Being funny, whatever. Uh, and then in December, while we were vacationing in Florida, um, We were visiting some friends from our old town that we were part of. Uh, He calls me (laughs) unplanned, and he's like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, what are you up to? And I'm like, dude, I'm actually down in Florida. We're vacationing down here. And he goes, really? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, yeah, why? What's up? And he goes, well, uh, I know you're on vacation, but I just, you know, really want to lay something out for you because I know that we've talked about it. But for some reason, God, as I pray about this position, God just keeps leading me to you. Uh, So I seriously want you to think about this position um, and interviewing for it. So I'm like, okay, like, God, this is crazy. We're vacationing in Florida. He reaches out to us while we're in Florida. He didn't know that we were in Florida. Uh, Maybe he did. I don't know. But then... We prayed through it, and we were going to be like, you know what? No, we've been here a short time in Michigan. I just don't think that it's right, you know, whatever. But as I got counsel and, and talked to some of my mentors and just people that I really admire uh, who have been through this process multiple times, uh, they said, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I think that you should go down for a visit because uh, they need an answer to prayer, and you need an answer to prayer. So if you don't go down there, you're going to wish that you would have just to know, like, because then you would have known like, nope, this isn't it. Uh, Or if you don't go down there, you're going to wish you're going to live in the, you know, what if, what if we would have went down there? What if it would have been what we thought? What if it would have been awesome? So you're going to be in a state of confusion. So go down and visit, check it out. Uh, In your head, you've made up your mind, right? You've said, no, this isn't it. Uh, But go down looking for an answer to prayer so that your heart, uh, can can be aligned with what's happening or their heart can, you know, see maybe Blake's not it, whatever. Uh, Blake and Emily aren't it. So we go down for a visit and uh, it was the first couple of days were a little in between. Um, we were like, you know, we love this place. It's, it's a great city, uh, great organization, great church, great school. And, you know, but we just, we don't know if this is it. And then the last day we went on both campuses on both on the school campuses and Emily and I looked at each other and we were like, oh my gosh, this is so neat. What's happening here. What God is doing in this place, how he's using the staff, how he's, you know, just in, he's, he's in this place. I mean, he's, you could just feel it. Um, and I know that that's, it's, it's really hard to explain because it's one of those things that we experienced rather than, uh, this thing that was drawn out and we could really talk about in detail. So, um, we're just like, okay, this is real. You know, maybe this is something that we could be doing in a place that we could be. Truthfully, what we did is we kind of drug out the process a little bit longer than we should have.
0: That's fair. I know.
1: And, uh, Not that it was a bad thing, like, I don't know, it wasn't bad that we drug it out, but maybe for us, for them, it probably was, Uh, because it kind of came down to, like, they need to know, and as we just prayed about it, like, I I fasted, and I was like, God, what do you want, where do you want us to be, and I've never been in this area before where God's like, Blake, you can choose, (laughs) you can choose. In the past, I've always felt that God has closed the door and opened another. Uh, when we moved from Florida to Michigan, I felt like that door was closed, and so therefore this other door was open. Here it's like, man, this is a great church community that we're a part of in Michigan, and there's a lot of potential, and there's there's great things that can happen. There's uh, certain areas of movement that I could have influence in, and, and I'm like, geez, that, that's awesome. And then in Florida, it's the same exact situation, but it's a different change of scenery and it's a different position uh that I could grow into and build into and it's it's an opportunity it's a bigger or it's a greater opportunity so as we prayed that's that's just what I kept getting and I was like look I don't I don't know um and for my wife it was kind of the same thing and so we were we were just really sitting in that and uh finally it was just like one day it just it, it clicked for us it was like okay so um, actually one of my mentors gave me this analogy. Cause I was like, I feel like God needs to just close one door heavily and open the other, or do both, whatever. Let's keep m- it, keep it very linear. Cause that's how most of us think these things are supposed to go. Right. Right. Um, but one of my mentors said, uh, Hey Blake, have you ever heard the analogy of playing on the place, playing on the same playground and you can either be on the swing or on the slide. And I'm like, no, what do you mean? And he's like, you can swing on a swing and you can play you can go down the slide but at the end of the day you're playing on the same playground and in terms of you serving Jesus you you can do you can serve him on the swing and you can serve him on the slide because guess what everything is all incorporated with the kingdom it's all part of the kingdom uh so no matter what as long as you're within the kingdom God is going to let you play uh on the same playground for a lack of better a better description not that
0: not that all church work jobs are just sitting around all day and playing on playgrounds but (laughs) since we're all in the same area same team same right whatever yeah right those words okay so let me ask you this then how have you learned to go about having conversations with people of you've had to do it in two places now Of hey we've been here for a little bit made some relationships, but we're, we're going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. How do you approach the conversations with grace of saying, you know Mm -hmm. what? We just feel like this, we're being led here next, or this is an opportunity that we would like to take it. If you're going to use the language of if you and Emily had a choice, well, you chose Florida. So how do you talk to your Michigan people and say like, Hey, this is where we're going, you know, in a way that is respectful and graceful, but also truthful. And like, that's, that's it. That's it
1: so (laughs) yeah dude so that's been that's been the biggest struggle because you you don't want a place to feel like one is better than the other even though that that is kind of the case but it's more so for uh for what god is calling us to step into um so it's going to be a bigger challenge to step into where we're going uh than where we currently are and that's hard for people to swallow um, it's hard for people to accept that and uh, understand that. And the, the part of the church worker world that's really tough is everything's on display for the whole congregation to see. So it's not Blake and Emily have an opportunity down in Florida, so uh, we're just going to pray for them from behind the scenes. And if they decide to exit, they're going to exit from behind the scenes, tell the people that they want to know uh, about this. They're going to share that with them. Uh, That's not how it is at all. No, they announce it at church. Uh, People come up and talk to us. They share what their thoughts are on us taking the position uh, in Florida or here. And man, you get a boatload of different responses and answers. Uh, And, and so that's what makes it the most difficult because not everybody understands the process. Not everybody understands the process, and I I would even go in as far to say like even staff members, not even the staff members, fully understand the process. So, and you're and you're not
0: saying that towards one particular place, but, right, right. But and you, and maybe let's even expand this to I don't know other walks of life outside of these places that no matter where you go, there's not going to be a, a clear like everyone just gets it. Oh yeah, totally, that makes sense. All right, best of luck,
1: right for you. You know, right. I mean, don't get me wrong, we've had a lot of like positive
0: support, sure, well, and that kind of takes me into my next question of like how do you how do you make sure that all of this doesn't become great gossip material because <laughs> what we're talking about in all reality, let's be real here, this is the kind of stuff that people love to sink their teeth into in <laughs> the church world in terms of what's what's hot, what's new, off the press, all that, yeah, you know, yeah, and so how do you because you're using this language of we feel called to this place. This is what makes sense for us in terms of whether it be the season, very much like churchy christianese language right that if you're not a part of that, it doesn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. And there's almost kind of it, it seems to me that there is this implied understanding behind the language of when you use those terms of we're called, we're led, God's doing his thing, whatever, that it almost, that's not gossip. It's just where you're going in the kingdom. Hmm. But then even like, even if that language is still there, if the human element comes into play. If we just want to, we want to gossip. We want to gossip. We want to, you know, no, we want to know the tea. Yeah. And so how do you, how do you refrain from letting that be the reality when you go through these things?
1: Man. Oh, jeez, This is uh, this is good for me. Um, I hope that people are uh, are digging, listening to this, but uh, anyways, dude, so I know a couple people that are just all about the Lutheran tea. They know about where everybody's gone, where everybody's went, why they went there, they have all their ideas, all their stuff, whatever, um, <laughs> and uh, I actually feared being a part of that because... I don't want to be, I don't want to be known as this guy that's been jumping around from place to place right out of college. And, you know, I'm never satisfied, whatever. And, and that's not how I feel at all. Uh, how I feel is that like God has called me to these specific places for a certain season. And the way that I see something isn't going to be the way that somebody else sees something. So, uh, specifically at this church, and I'm, I'm just, this is, this is, I'm going to be real about this. Um, I feel like I've brought in my program, the, I shouldn't say my program, but I feel like I've brought in the youth program of this place to a certain point where, well, I mean, okay, just to,
0: I mean, you make sure it's not your program, but it is the program that you are leading. Right. You know, there is still an owner, an ownership component to that. So that's true. Sorry. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's, where again, Blake and I we FaceTime when you do these things. So you can see my face when I react and that was <laughs> that is the, the the verbal uh explanation behind <laughs> my facial reaction, if you can visualize it. Anyway, Blake, continue.
1: Yeah, so I just think that uh I've I've built it to a point where I don't know how much further I could take it in my position as a youth minister, um, just with where the future of this church is wanting to go. Um I'm sure there's other things that I could do to maintain things or, I don't know, other programs that I could create and beef up, so on and so forth, but there, this is, once again, I'm not an expert in this, but this is just how I feel. I I believe that there needs to be a uh, more experienced person come into this role uh, and elevate it to the next level. Um, I get it. Longevity would have maybe changed that for me, and, and maybe I could have been that guy, but in the in the season of life that i'm in right now i don't feel like that's me. um so but when i say that to somebody they don't they don't see it that way. and do you th- so you think people can take that as a cop out? Yeah, yeah. I think while well, people take me saying that god is calling us somewhere else uh as a cop out, which kind of bugs me cuz i'm sure it's true. People might use that as a cop out, but at the same time like there's a there's a genuine divine peace to the whole picture for me and for Emily. Like, sure, are there other things that have happened? Yes. Um, But do we feel led in in that piece by saying yes to this call? Yes. Uh, And some of the best advice that I got through this process was um, be careful who you listen to uh, because people aren't living what you're living. They don't know what you are feeling. They don't know what God is doing in your life. They don't know how God is moving in your life. They don't know what God is telling you in your life. Like, they're not living what you're living. So you really need to seek God's heart in this.
0: What a wonderful tension that is. Dude, cool. I know. Man.
1: I know. And I'm a people pleaser. That's just who I am. Same with Emily. We're people pleaser. So the conversation started going from, uh, well, yeah, it started going from like, where does God want us to where do people want us? And that's where the issue is. It's not about where people want us. It's about where God wants us. And that's gonna, you know, that sounds harsh. It sounds really harsh. And when you say that to other people as well, they, you know, some people don't take it well. Um, but that's the truth, man. That's,
0: I think the the dangerous question that a lot of us, all of us, probably play in our heads is when we, when we equate we equates where God wants us to be as somewhere better uh, in terms of worldly standards. You know, maybe some people look at it as, oh, you're you're going on to Florida, oh, because that's got where God really wants you. <laughs> oh, Florida, oh yeah, right. God must be so much better down in Florida, huh? Right. You know, things like that, and it it is. I, it's so hard not to compare ministry sites, you know, where people are actually doing their their vocation, living out their call. Because, like, I can think of, uh, I'll share one little tiny anecdote here. Um, I can remember when I was on my Youth Encounter team in 2014, 2015, uh, my team, we were doing a vacation Bible school, lead, leading a VBS for, for worship. We were in the absolute middle of nowhere, Illinois, and remember, I'm from the state of Illinois, but I'm from the Chicagoland area. And no offense to anyone living down in the rest of the state, south of I-80, but yikes. Illinois, I, <laughs> not, uh, not where I would, ne- the middle of nowhere Illinois is not necessarily where I want to be uh, throughout my summer. And I can remember talking to some of my friends that were, that same week, they were leading a VBS in Orange County, California. And I was ooh. so envious so jealous because they're talking about all these things that they get to do, all the people that they're seeing, celebrities just hanging out in the grocery stores, and here I am in this podunk town in my head thinking, like, why on earth am I here? Mm. And it drove me insane, unnecessarily insane. And I think about now how that, you know, relates to all the people that you're interacting with. And we're talking, I mean, over the course of these last couple of years, I mean, two decently sized congregations, you know, there were a lot of people that you've been interacting with. You know, right. and it's just—it is so easy to take something, even like location. I mean, there, there's plenty of other stuff we get into. For la- for time, we'll, we'll we'll save you that. But even just something like where you are on the planet, you think like, oh, man, I just wish I could go to that place. Wish I could be there. Oh, this person, this is where God wants me to be. He wants me to go there. Oh, he, or he wants that person to go there, really, because of that person so much. It's so easy just to start into the comparison spiral, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, truly like divine callings, which should be, you know, we should be able to at least respect those. You know, if you don't see all of it, at least be like, all right, the person has the audacity to say that God, the almighty creator of the universe is calling me according to the gifts that he's given me to this place. Well, all right, might as well at least try and tear the person out, you'd think, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't know. That's what just comes to mind, at least as I'm, comes to mind for me, at least as I'm listening to you share all this. there's just, there's so many opportunities for people to, I don't want to say misinterpret because not everybody knows what's going on in your world. Right, right. But at the same time for people then to, they formulate their own opinion. And then if it's, if there's some resentment there, then that opinion starts to, let's say, fester. Mm -hmm. Or, and then things start to get said that maybe eventually can turn into misinformation. And then all of a sudden there's a narrative out there that, you know, it's not that it's necessarily, I don't want to say evil. It's just not true. Right. You know? Right. So.
1: Yeah. No, it's, I don't know, man. It's still something like this. This stuff still plays with my head and I don't, I don't want it to, but I, I fear, you know, the, the thought of people being like, oh, Blake, he just jumps around everywhere. He doesn't want to stick to one church. No, that's not it at all. That's not it at all. Um, what I want is I want to serve Jesus the best that I can And I want to be in an environment that allows me to serve him to the best of my abilities with the gifting. And I think I probably sound really, I don't know, juggled as I talk because it's really hard to put words to this. I mean, I can put words on paper and I can write it out, all the things that I'm feeling. But the thing is, is that nobody's going to really understand how I'm feeling with this whole transition. Nobody is. It's an unexplainable thing. And I wish that I could put full words to it. Right. So I could put professional words to it and I could talk about it in like a, uh, you know, corporation, uh, corporate America type way. I could put those types of words to it. Right. So like in, but when I say those things, people are going to be like, well, then you're thinking of it wrong if you talk about it in that way. And that's actually how, ha- I mean, I've, I've made the mistake of saying that to a couple of people and that's happened. So, uh, I, I it's I can't explain it because um, because for that reason I don't want people to get the wrong impression uh, and it's also just unexplainable. There's a feeling that's that's with it. Um, the biggest thing I guess that I get torn up about now, um, and and it's it's coming full circle and and towards the end uh, now. But when I had to announce it to students to the congregation, uh, everybody uh, that we were leaving. That's the, that was the hardest part. That was the hardest part. And I think that as excited as the congregation is to receive us in Florida, uh, on the other side, there's a congregation here in Michigan that's grieving. Um, they're sad. They're hurt. They, they don't know what's next. They don't understand why this has happened. Why have I only come for, you know, Emily and I have come for only a year and a half. Why is this um, a thing? You know, this shouldn't even be a thought. So that's the part where I think people really do forget that hey, you know, there's as as one congregation celebrates, another grieves. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's it's a wild ride, that's for sure. Um and just like I said, a lot of this stuff is unexplainable and you know, hopefully some of it was clear and there were there were some nuggets of wisdom within that, but um yeah, it's it's still it's still a hard, hard thing for me to grasp. I think until I'm boots on the ground in Florida, uh, set up and established, I, I still think that I'm going to be a little, you know, God, what are you doing? Um, can you just show me why you called me to Michigan and now you've called me back to Florida, uh, help me, you know, go through this and help me process what this is, this means. Um, so I really have to seek the heart of God in, in, understanding after you know i get down there and kind of get established but yeah i don't know i'm excited for the next step i'm excited for what god is calling us into and and uh and what he's going to do and i think the other part that's that's tough is like even with the awaken project you know what what does my role look like with the awaken project moving forward now that we're moving back to florida um steven's well yeah i was gonna say because especially there was a while there where we were like all right well Maybe one day we
0: can get both of us in Alexandria, right? and boom, that'd be super cool. But that's just not going to happen now, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So not we're... that
0: we don't need you. I would love you here, Blake. But again, <laughs> here, here's my part of it, too. I understand that there is a, a whole plethora of opportunity down in Florida that if you were here, we, just, we wouldn't have. And yeah. maybe there are more opportunities for the Awaken Project to grow into what it needs to be if you're down in Florida. And so we're going to be faithful and ultimately find out in due time. So, any other final thoughts?
1: Anything else as we wrap this up? Uh, Any other thoughts? Man, my thoughts are this. Support those that work in your church. Pray for them. Amen. Amen. Uh, And if you find yourself... In the midst of a transition or you feel that God is calling you from one place to another, uh, whether that's in church work or not, my hope for you is that you'd be reminded uh, to be careful who you listen to. Like, Get advice, those that you trust and those that you know um, love you, get advice from them, uh, but just remember that nobody's living what you're living uh and nobody's fully going to understand the context of why you might be going through what you're going through or the thoughts that you might be having of maybe transitioning from one job to another or uh this process of God calling you from one place to another um and also know that it's okay. It's okay for God to do that. Um so anyways, that's that's kind of my last my last thoughts and uh prayers would be appreciated sure, as we transition back down to Florida into this new role and um, really learn new systems and, and new ways of uh, the school and the church that we're going to be a part of. So thanks, Stephen. Thanks for uh, thanks yeah. for this episode. And um, yeah, hopefully something made a little bit of sense through all of this chaos that I was trying to explain and put into words. Sure. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing with us. That's uh, That's
0: a lot. Certainly, it it definitely qualifies as unique, I'd say, in my book at least, for trying to navigate all this. Yeah. So, appreciate you sharing. Well, on that note, Blake, if you've got nothing else to say, I'll say, hey, people, if you are listening to this episode (laughs) and thinking, man, this podcast is really cool, I want there to be more of this, you should go check out other episodes on Awaken Project Podcast on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you can find audio content, we are there. Uh, would love for you to check out some more episodes of this podcast. Um, if you are interested, as Blake mentioned, in the Gap Year program that The Awaken Project puts out that is happening this fall, you know someone that wants to be a part of it, we love to be in contact with them, have a conversation. Maybe we're the best fit for them. So only one way to find out, have the conversation. Only one way for Blake to find out if he's getting called call to Florida. Just go down there and interview. So there you go. Otherwise, go like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We'd love to connect with you on those social media fronts. If you have some content you'd like to see on the podcast, listen to, hey, hit us up. We'd love to have that conversation with you and see if we could do a little uh, tailored series to what it is you want to listen to. Otherwise, go check out the website, www.theawakenprojectmn.com for all things Awaken Project content. And otherwise, Blake, I think that is it. Any other promos we got to put out there?
1: Nothing, man. I got nothing.
0: Cool. Well, hey, everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the Awaken Project Podcast. My name is Steven.
1: And I'm Blake. Thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you next time.